Glory to God. Hallelujah. Last week, Pastor Fabiana shared a tremendous word. Don't hide your gifts and talents. Have you been here? Who, who here listened this teaching? Many of you didn't listen this teaching. Maybe you were traveling or not here. Please go to our website and listen to this word. It's an important word. And today I'm going to talk why you, you can't hide your gifts and talents that God gave you. And today I'm going to start a new series. And, and this series is Servants of the Kingdom. I'm going to speak about the kingdom of God. And today's message is, I am not the owner, I am the manager. <laughs> you are not the owner, you are the manager. <laughs> Because as I told you, if you receive this seed that I'm sowing to your heart, that's the go God's word, and put it into practice, <laughs> In that last day of your life, when you be in front of Jesus, your future can be changed and transformed. And I have some questions for you to think about. Why do we need to serve God? Please, try to answer. Why do you need to serve God? Another question. Why do you have to go to church? Some people don't like to come to church. Some people, they are just visitors. Come once a month, twice a month. But why we have to go to church? Why do, you, do we need to serve the kingdom of God? And to serve people also. Why? Why do we have to serve and use our gifts, talents, and resources that God has given us. Why do we have to walk in obedience to God? And also in obedience to our leaders and pastors. Why? This is what I'm going to, to start speaking today. Today is going to be just the introduction of this series. And I want to start reading Psalm 89 verse 11. Because this psalm will answer some of the questions. Psalm 89, verse 11, that says, let's read all together. The heavens are yours, and the earth also is yours. The world and all its fullness, you have founded them. Wow! This is... Starts answering some question. Hmm. The Bible is very clear that this world was created by God. If you believe that this world, this nice planet, this beautiful planet Earth, came from one big bang, from one cosmic explosion. Sorry, I do not have faith to believe in it. Because it requires too much faith. And I don't have. 
Because the Bible is very clear that this world was created by God and for God. Everything that exists, including me and you, we were belongs to him. I am not the owner. I am the manager. I am steward. Okay? Let's read another verse that's going to clarify a little bit more. Psalm 50, 10, 12. Could you read with me? For all the animals of the forest are mine. <laughs> and I own the cattle on the thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains. And all the animals of the field are mine. If I were hungry, <laughs> I would not tell you. For all the world is mine and everything in it. Huh. It's interesting. Because God was looking to the people, how they were acting. They said, oh, look. If I am hungry, I don't need to tell you. I will eat some of the, my cows. I will eat some of my vegetables. I will eat some of my chickens and eggs. <laughs> I don't need yours. Because all the animals, everything on earth belongs to me. <laughs> you are not owners, God said. If he, or what God was saying is, do you have gold? Do you have diamond? Some of you has gold. Maybe a piece of gold. I have just a little, <laughs> a little piece of gold. God was saying, if you have gold, if you have diamond, it came from God's earth. The home that you live in, the trees, the stones, the wood, everything came from God's earth. Isn't it? Everything came from him. And the question is, if God owns it all, how much do you own? <laughs> None. When we understand that, my beloved brothers, this concept in the word of God, it's easy to serve God. It is easy to give. When we are going to give our tithes and all, it's easy because you recognize what God said. Because you don't own any of it, but you are just managers, stewards. Can you say amen? You are, you are steward. And the Lord is going to come back one day and settle account. This is what the Bible says. He is going to know how I managed his money. His property. The gifts. The talents. 
that he gave me and you for you to use. Can you say amen? When we talk about stewardship and being a servant of the kingdom, we need to understand why you are here on earth. Why? Why you are here in this church? Why are you serving in some ministry in this church? Why you are living here in Monaghan? Pay attention. You are here not to do, not to do as you want, but to follow the directions of the owner of this kingdom left through his word. Can you say amen? amen. I want to illustrate it to you. Can you can make it clear? How many of you have teenagers at home? How many of you have teenagers? Or maybe how many of you have ever had teenager at home? Maybe in the past. I have had, no more. <laughs> and uh, many parents come to me as a pastor asking me for help. Because their children, the teenage children, they want to rule in their homes. They do not obey. They are rebellious. And they want to do the things in the way they want to do. Right? If you have had teenagers, you know what I'm saying. Many teenagers go through these circumstances because they think, I know everything and I want to do the things in my own way. I'm not saying that all do that, but many have the, a phase, this phase. And if you have had a teenager at home, you, prob you probably have told or have had this thought. Maybe you have said or maybe you have had this thought. To, you don't own this house. You are here for now and you are going to be living pretty soon. I will be and I will be here, your mom and I, who will be stay here, and just as we were before you arrived. And maybe some of you have said to your teenager, this is not your home. <laughs> as long as you live in my house, you are going to follow my rules. I, you are not the owner. <laughs> If you never have said, maybe one day you're going to say <laughs> to them. <laughs> and the point is, a lot of God's children are, look, are just teenagers. Men of God's children, they are just teenagers. Do you know the difference between one immature believer and one mature believer? Do you know the difference? You are right, but I would like to say a little bit more. Stewardship. Because it's the way he or she serves in the kingdom of God. Stewardship, the way that you are serving in the kingdom of God. 
When, when we realize and you realize that you are not the owner and God is the owner and you are, and you are living in his house, you better manage it in the way that he wants to be managed. Amen? And the first point in this, in this teaching is, I'm not the owner. The rules such how your house have to be managed has already been established in his word. Amen? Second point, I am the steward, I am a servant. This is what I am, this is what we are, just servant in the kingdom. Please look to the person next to you and say, in the kingdom of God you are just servant. Amen? Just servant. Manager. And you are not the owner. The rules is given here. All the rules. God started everything in the beginning with stewardship. Did you know? Many people, maybe many people here never thought about what I'm going to say right now. When God puts Adam and Eve in the garden, what he puts in the garden? There and said to them, don't touch. What? A tree. Hmm. A tree. God created a garden and then he put a tree in the garden. Reminded them they were not the owners. Everything you can touch. But when you look to that tree, you are going to notice one thing. Don't touch. <laughs> in other words, God was saying, Every time you walk by that tree, you will realize you don't own this garden. I own this garden. It's mine. You are here to take care of it. You are here to steward it because it belongs to me. Amen? If you remember the the very first temptation. Who here remember the very first temptation? Just some of you. Yeah. Think you should read more. You should read more the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> because in the very first temptation, God said to Adam and Eve. God, Satan said to them. God doesn't want you to wait from this tree because he knows you will be like him. Yeah. Satan said, he doesn't want because in the day you eat, you're going to be like him. You know. Or you will be the owner. You will not be somebody telling you 
what to do anymore. Hmm. No one's going to say, do this way. You won't, have, you won't have to be steward anymore. You will be the owner. Adam and Eve failed. And they, and they were not content in being steward. Because they wanted to be owners and to do the things in their own way. Because God said, don't touch. It's not for you. And they did. But if you look to the Bible, <laughs> you are going to see one thing. This is one age-old problem. This is very old problem. I think you are going to see something happen in heaven. Do you remember what happened in heaven? Mm -hmm. With one angel called Lucifer. How many of you remember? Yeah. Who was the leader of worship in heaven. And sometimes we want to be like God. The same. He's always repeating the same. What Satan did in heaven, that was Lucifer. He's trying to do with Adam and Eve. And also, unfortunately, Christians still have the same desire. Didn't change. The same desire to do the things in their own ways. To live in their own ways they want. To use their time in the way they want to use to use their money in the way they want their gifts and talent, talents as they wish. Because today, have you seen, Pastor Fabiana said, you have talents, sign up for, to offer to do something in the church. But who signed up? Many people say, sorry, I don't have time. My time is just for me. I have a question to you. I have a question to you. What do you have that you did not receive from God? Hmm? What do you have that you did not receive from God? Everything you have came from God. Everything belongs to him. This is what the Bible says. God claims comprehensive kingdom ownership of all of creation. So if God owns everything and you and I own nothing, there are no other owners. Amen? God owns, but he has given you the freedom. To mess up what he created. Yeah, this is a good point. He's the owner. But he let you. To mess up. And to do the things in the way that you want. Yeah. In fact. He gave you and me. So much freedom. That you can hand it over Satan. If we want, we want. We can give. You don't own nothing, including your life, because it can be taken. 
Amen? You want nothing. Because even in your life. And today, after this teaching, please, we have to start a new journey. Understand that your life, it is yours to manage. Your life, it is yours to manage. Not yours to own. I'm not the owner. I am a steward. I am a servant. Could you say, I am a servant? Are you sure about that? Are you servant? Are you servant? Are you servant? Okay. That's good. God has trouble with his kids who want to argue with him in his own house. God has trouble. Do you know that his house in the Bible is called all creation? Let's read Psalm 24 1. Psalm 24 1. All together, please. The earth and everything on it belonged to the Lord. The world and all its people belongs. Wow. The earth and everything belongs to him. It's his house. And he calls it his kingdom. God make it clear that there, there is only one owner and you and I are not the owners. Amen? Amen. I'm not the owner. I'm here as a servant to serve and to obey, to do what he called me to do. And also, he called you to do what he wants you to do and gave you Gifts and talents for you to fulfill. Can you say amen? amen? You and I own nothing, including our own life, because it can be taken from us. Let's read Luke 12, 12 20. But God said to the man, What God said? Foolish man, tonight you will die. So what about the things you have prepared for yourself? Who will get those things now? Who? God has declared that he created mankind to be managers or stewards of what he entrusted them, but they were never ever to take the position of owners. God entrusted you for you to be a servant manager, but not the owner to say, I want you to do it this way, I want you to do it this way. I am not the owner, I am a servant. Do you know why I'm this, this, this teaching today? Teaching is I'm not the owner. I am? Look to the person next to you and say, I'm not the owner. I am only a servant. 
God has called you and me to be managers, stewards of his kingdom possession. Hallelujah. And I, my blood brother, I am so happy just to be servant. I don't want anything more. For me, this position here as a servant, for me, it's too high. It's too big as a servant on. I don't want to give orders. This position for me is enough. I'm going to give the definition of kingdom. Stewardship. Yeah, let's read. The definition of kingdom stewardship is what? The responsibility to faithfully protect and expand the resources God has entrusted to us as Managers on his behalf. We are managers on his behalf. Or the best word that defines us is servant. Amen? This is the best word. We have the responsibility to protect and to expand the resources, the gifts, the talents that has been entrusted us to manage. Amen? He gave you talents and said, use them. God has given us a call to manage what he owns. Jesus spoke and taught much about stewardship and being servants of the kingdom. If you read uh, Matthew 25, Jesus many times said, the, then the kingdom of heaven will be like. Matthew 25, verse 1, then the kingdom of heaven will be like. And then he said again, then the kingdom of heaven will be like. <clears throat> and Jesus tells us some story, parables, to help us to understand ownership. His ownership and our stewardship. Amen? Because that parable is for you to understand your stewardship and his ownership. And I want you to read Matthew 24, 14 and 15. If you can follow me on the screen. For, for the kingdom of heaven is like what? A man traveling to a far country who called his, called whom? Servants. And delivered him goods to them. And to one he gave five talents. To, an, to another, two. To another, one. To which, according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Wow. Then Jesus came and said to his disciples, The kingdom of, of heaven is like a man who goes on, on a long trip journey. And before he goes, he calls three of his servants. And these three servants represent me and you. 
Because all of us received talents from God. All of us. And he takes his three servants and entrusts them his possessions. According to their abilities. According what they can manage or handle. Let's read 16, 17 now. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained more two more also. Or he called his servants. He called his three of his servants and say, I'm, I'm going to give you five talents. I'm going to give you two talents. I'm going to give you one talent. And I know what each one of you can handle. And I'm going to give you according to your ability. This is what he did. And we all have been trusted talents. Did you know that? Look to the person next to you and said, God gave you talents. Mm -hmm. We don't have the same talents, of course. We don't have the same We don't have the same amount of talents. We all received some talents. Five, two, or one. It may be different amounts, but we all have some. Do you agree? Yeah. yeah. The first thing that God has entrusted unto us is time. It's the first thing. And God has entrusted to all of us time. How do I know that? I read the parable. <laughs> you have, when you are reading, you have to pay attention to what is written. It says that he went on a journey for a long time. A long time. And you and I have time. God gave you time. Amen? God gave you time. You and I have 24 hours a day. And all of us have the same amount of time. Are you with me? Yeah, we, all of us, we receive the same amount of time. And we have time to serve him. Look to the person next to you, please, and say, you have time to serve him. Yes, yeah. If you didn't, pray, say, you have time to serve him. Also, we all have capacity and ability to be productive. Hmm. We all have capacity, ability to be productive. Why do I know that? You are going to say, Pastor, how do you know that I have ability to be productive? Right. Read the Bible. <laughs> Read. Because he was expected then to produce something. 
Isn't it? He gave and said, Pshew. I want you to produce something. I am waiting. It's not for you to do the things your own way as you want. I am expecting. And then everyone has God-given capacity of productivity as managers. They are expected to, to be productive in their time. So we, are, we have got talent, time, and abilities. And also we have resources. We all have received resources. We all. Not the same amount. Some have received more, you know. But we all have something. This is what Jesus was teaching in this parable. And what Jesus was teaching? If you're going to say, Pastor, what Jesus was teaching in this parable? Well, he was teaching how managers handle what doesn't belong to them, but has been entrusted onto them during the absence of the owner. Do you agree with that? Do you, ag do you agree? Yes. Jesus said, a man went on a long journey, journey for a long period. What Jesus was speaking about? Huh? Huh? Yes, but who was this man that went into a long journey? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Why? Jesus was talking about himself. Of course. Because Jesus came. He died on the cross. Three days later, he rose from the dead. After 40 days, he ascended up to heaven. So now he is physically absent. He's gone on a journey. Mm. It said that he went for a long journey, for a long time. Then Jesus died 2,000 years ago. And he has been gone a long time. Amen? A long time. But he entrusted his stewards. His servants to act on his behalf with everything he left behind. He went and said, I'm going, but I will be back. I will return. And in that day, we are going to set accounts because not the way that you want. This is what he said. Remember that everything you have has been trusted into you and, and you don't own anything and neither do I. The three servants, the three servants have been trusted with possessions that are not theirs. Remember, are not theirs. They all belong to 
the master. And the star says that the number one received how many talents? Five. And what he did? He went out and got productive. He was not lazy. He said, I have to work with what God gave me. And he used all that he had and doubled, multiplied. He received five, and at the end, how much did he have? Ten. Ten. Mm. The second servant, the number two, he had, he received how many talents? Two. He went out, used, multiplied, was productive. He didn't hide. He said, I know I'm going to give account, and he was productive. Now he has how many talents? Four. Let's read verse 18. Matthew 25, 18. Let's read all together. But the one who had received the one went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Hmm. Server, servant number three, he dug a hole and hid his talent in the ground and hid his talent and didn't use it. Maybe do we have this number three servant here in, the, in this kingdom? Verse 19. After a long time, this is, many people say, ah, oh, Jesus is not going to go back. No, Jesus said he's going to spend many, many years after, let's read all together, after what? Long time, 2,000 years. The master of those servants returned and settled account with them. Jesus is obvious talking and speaking about himself, about him. He is being gone a long time. And he says, serve me. Multiply your talent because I'm going to come back one day. What do you need to understand is Jesus is coming back. What did they say? Jesus is coming back. Jesus is going to come back. Or maybe you will, you will die before it. Before he comes. And when you meet with him, there will be one accounting. What do you be asked in that day? I'm going to, to explain to you according to what I read here. What are you going to be asked? How is my kingdom? How is my kingdom? How are, how are my possessions? What was done of the talents that I put temporarily on your possession? What did you do 
with all the gifts, talent, time that I gave to you. Can you imagine then when I say to the Lord, Lord, sorry, I spend most of my time in Facebook. Can you imagine? Or on social media, on the internet. Sorry, Lord, I didn't have time. <laughs> WhatsApp took my time. <laughs> this question will be asked in the ju judgment seat of Christ. And you have to answer this question. Please, will you stand up? Look at me. Jesus is going to come back. One day, we all will face him. All. If you die before, you're going to face him. Or if you are alive in that day, you're going to give account. And he's going to ask you what he did. How is my kingdom? How is my possession? What did you do with the talents that I put temporarily? It was mine, not yours. It was for you to use and multiply it. And I want you to think about and maybe today is a day to repent. How have you been using your time? How have you been using your time? Next week I'm going to continue this message because I stopped in the middle. But today you need to know that one day the Lord will set accounts because life is not yours. This world is not yours. He's the owner and he, and he has his own rules in his kingdom. And how are you managing your time, your life, your gifts, your talents? How? That servant that didn't use his talent do you know how Jesus called him at the end? How Jesus called the one who received just one talent and didn't use? Wicked and lazy. Hmm. Jesus called him lazy. Why lazy? Because he had no time for the kingdom. And Jesus called him wicked and lazy. And remember, they were servants of the king. They were servants. They are not unbelievers. They are not outside the kingdom. And Jesus said, you are wicked and lazy. Because you decide by yourself. But how Jesus called the one who received five and two talents and used and multiplied. How Jesus called them. Good and faithful.
good and faithful servant. And my question to you is, how God will call you in that last day? Close your eyes. Pray. Maybe it's a time of repentance before the Lord. And say, Lord, I am wasting my life. I am wasting my time. I am doing the things my own way. I have pride in my heart. I need to change my life. I need to transform my life. Lord, I want to be transformed. I want to use what you have given me. I want to, to use my gift, my talents, because I have talents. According to my ability, you have given me, Lord, and I am so thankful Pray right now and say, Lord, I have gifts, I have talents you have given me. You are the owner of your kingdom and I am just a servant. Help me to be only a servant, servant that will obey you, Lord. Please pray right now. It's a time of prayer. It's a, it's a time of repentance. And, and say to them, Lord, you can count on me. I want to use what you have given me. I want to use my talents. Lord, I want to use what you have given me, Lord. In Jesus' name. Pray, please. Lord, I bless all my brothers and sisters. Lord, we are here. We are planted in this town. We are here in Mona. Lord, we are here to serve you faithfully. And Lord, we want, we want to serve you, Lord, and to use everything that you have given us. You have entrusted us, Lord. You have entrusted me. You have entrusted every one of my brothers and sisters. And Lord, we are here to help each other and to walk together as one body, the body of Christ. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you can move, Lord, that from today on, everyone, Lord, can have a humble heart, a good heart. They can be called in that last day as a faithful and good servant because they use it, Lord, what you have entrusted them, Lord. This is my prayer. And I declare this church you will be a faithful church. I declare, Lord, this church will be full of servants of the of the Lord. This church, Lord, will be transformed. Lord, the many people will be saved through us. Lord, what you have entrusted us, we are going to sow. We are going to save others, Lord. We are not going to keep for ourselves. We are going to use our time with boldness, Lord. Forgive, Lord, the laziness of your people, Lord. Because, Lord, your house, many times, they are empty, Lord. Many times, Lord, we cannot do things, Lord, because we do not have servants in our house. But I pray, Lord, that you can wake us up. Send revival over this church. And I declare, Lord, this church, they are going to go 100% before you one day. And they are going to be received by you as a faithful and good servant. This is our prayer. In the powerful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God.